You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Your friends at Kapow, the pop culture podcast, are here with you once more. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm I lost you, my look. <laughs> and I'm Seth. And we don't know how to mute our mics or talk at once at a time. Oh, I just want to see if I can talk faster. Because I got something to say. What? Well, you know, you guys were just talking about, you know, Jesse wanting a, a new bracket thing. And on Messenger, I think it was about a week ago, I was like, I got this great idea. How about we do actors or actresses that became, like, tried to be musicians? No. Dead silence. Did you think that you were going to get this to happen by saying it on the show? It's worth a (laughs) shot. Why did you wait till we went live to throw that? Start over. That's because... You guys wouldn't let me talk about it if I would have brought it up before we started. We're sure as hell not going to put this out there. But <laughs> I too many more than the ones you you mentioned. So I, I we really, did a whole really thing, we did a whole thing about freaking singing actors and in movies and stuff. Well, I'll just fast forward it to the very worst. You just want to talk all. about. You just want to talk about. Freaking Vin Diesel and nope, Bruce nope. Willis and Don Johnson and Eddie Murphy and the very worst of them all is Corey Feldman. Beyond, like, I even tried to be nice and listen to his last album. That's like, what, what do you owe Corey Feldman to be nice? Uh, like, well, I mean, he's tried to be a musician over the years. You don't read, owe him anything. Does he read your comic books? <laughs> but I just I just wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. And it is straight trash. Like, it just... He's somebody that you owe. He actually, he must have paid people, like, a lot of money to be on. Because one song had Snoop Dogg, featuring Snoop Dogg. But I think I heard Snoop Dogg say two words through the whole. Him, who calls him Snoop Dogg? <laughs> <laughs> it's Snoop Dogg. What? Snoop. What Dogg. Is Snoop. Uh, but yeah, Fine. it's. I mean, that's the worst of them all. Check him out. <laughs> He's on Spotify. <laughs> miss. You just yeah. You you owe it a lesson. <laughs> How are you doing, Cliff? You look like you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> he lost me with the whole Corey Feldman thing. That's why he wanted me to work on a whole bracket of crap so he could talk shit about Corey Feldman. Well, I'm glad he got it out of his freaking system. Someone who's done so much for you to you to assault him that way. Uh, well, I mean, he was one of the Frog Brothers, man. Uh, Speaking of frogs, who watched The Mandalorian? <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. You are a Segway master. We are a Padawan. Indeed. Mandalorian's back. Disney Plus, everybody. How about that? How about it? 
pretty great. Cobb Vance. Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> <laughs> is this the only new show that Disney Plus has put out since they've started Disney Plus mm-hmm. that has, like, come back for a second season? Hmm. Probably so far. It was, like, the Probably. first series. Probably so. They had to have it ready because they started charging me. It's been a year. Yeah, I know. I got the email. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> $5.99, boys. Yeah, I paid for not... three years up front. Well, I had a year free, and now, now what, $6? Yeah. So. I am Cliff's adopted. It's life. worth it, baby. <laughs> it's, about as, it's about as much as a Subway sub. Yeah, two, I... Uh... Two episodes so far, and both of them were really good. Good quality Star Wars. That's what it was. Good quality Star Wars. I um, It's so funny. Um, just last night, we were, uh, I, was, I was messaging with, um, with a family member down in Florida. We were talking about something totally unrelated, and he, send, he sent me the trailer for the upcoming Star Wars Lego holiday special. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. <laughs> and... Uh, and we were talking about that, and of course, it it like bled into the original holiday special and that crap fest. And I said, "Yeah, we watched that last year. <laughs> Did a whole commentary on it." And uh, so then I thought, well, I had pulled it up and sent him the link of of our episode we did with the commentary, and I was like, "Man, I wonder how uh, you know how that sounded." So then I started I started listening to it. And uh, and then I pulled it up on on YouTube, and then I found myself for about a half hour. I'm listening to us talk, do our commentary as I'm watching it. So it, it was fun though. But I, I'm I'm super hyped for the uh, the new the new cartoon Lego holiday special coming out too. So yeah, it's very a Lego movie humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like the it's it's time traveling. Now you're talking. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. Anyway, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. It's we great. got we got Timothy Oliphant coming in hot as the only thing he knows how to do is justify. Has comes he, has walking. He, has he in. been in a role where he's not a marshal of some sort? They even called it the marshal. I mean, what yeah. we got? Deadwood, Justified, Fargo. Um, yeah, Fargo. I don't, what's there something else? Danny, Danny Cordray. Cordray. What'd you say? Danny Cordray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, come on. Come on. We dug yeah, great he, pearls together. He, he was pretty great in this. <laughs> so and was he, was that a surprise? I, 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 I no, remember watching knew. the trailer, but it was a long time ago. It's, it's, well, I don't think there was ever anything in the trailer, but we, they hadn't showed the Boba Fett armor or anything. No, we, we, we hadn't seen any of that. We had just heard well, there was news that he was going to be in it, and there was guessing that he was going to play that character, mm. which apparently was that, that that character has been in like some of the uh, extended stuff, right? He first appeared in the 2015 novel Star Wars Aftermath, which this was the first in 2015. So this is post Disney buyout. Is that Windig? Uh, yes, by Chuck Wendig. It's the first book of in-canon expanded universe stuff. 
So this Cobb Vanth, Cobb Vanth was one of the first new characters invented for the Disney version of the Expanded Universe. And these novels were set just after Jedi, between the end of Jedi and the start of Force Awakens. So uh, just the little bit I looked up about the character, it seemed like, you know, there's, there's the, you know, the books had a deeper origin story and more with the character, but it seemed like it was pretty on, on par with in canon what's already been put out there. When he comes walking in in the Boba Fett armor, did, did everybody, first off, I wasn't there. I had not read any of that. I mean, I knew he was going to play this character, but I tried not to overthink anything. I want a little surprise, but I all, I remember when I'm watching that first episode thinking, really, we're going to... F-? I mean, like, I was stupid. I was stupid <laughs> watching it. Was anybody else... Were you guys already had that figured out or something? Because... Because I was like, are we really, does everything in this universe have to happen on Tatooine? Well, this does. But but I had not yeah. put that together. And and, I, and then we're like, okay, you're looking for a Mandalorian on Tatooine? What? Yeah, when they, when they said that, I thought, ooh. But, I, you know, I, I didn't know where it was going. Right. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So this series and, and you know, Dave Filoni, um, they, I feel they have shrunk the Star Wars universe a bit. You know, we're yeah. we're revisiting the same kind of the same planets and some of the same characters. Um, I, you know, so it's been criticized a little bit to be fan service, but I, I don't know if it's so much about that as it's uh, a fine line. It's a fine yeah. line. I personally think that they walk on the correct side of it. People. Yes, red letter media or whoever, and people can say, oh, ooh, look at that. Ooh, I recognize that. Yeah, well, guess what? I like to recognize things. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. you know. so I think a lot of people do. So as long as they don't, like this second episode, I said, this better not be Hoth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just don't make this Hoth. Because there's right. no reason. The only reason I want them going back to these places if there's is if there is an actual reason. And I think they're smart enough to know that. They're yeah. I, they're I do too. I think it. it's just the fact that um you know, I, I like what they're doing because it's not we don't see the same characters in every episode or every arc, but they do some of them do reappear or they yeah. come back or you know, um, in, instead of being like that incredible Hulk 80 series where, you know, he's constantly walking the earth and it's it's a new set of characters every week. I would know? have him. Right. Or the 18 or. <laughs> yeah. So um, I go right to highway to heaven. <laughs> I remember us talking about that last season that there were people complaining that the plot didn't move fast enough or far enough for them. They, they wanted to know. They wanted to know more about Baby Yoda, and they wanted to know more about the guild and more about this. And we were saying it doesn't seem to be that kind of show. It seems mm-hmm. to be the episodic, different adventure, adventure a week episode. And I, I, I was more than okay with that kind of storytelling. I, I don't know where the fans are at this moment. I, I, I feel like, I, I feel like they're doing both well they're balancing mm-hmm. that 
episodic thing with the serialized, like there is an overarching story here happening. And I, I'm, I think they're going at a decent pace. I want to see the hijinks that happen with, with these characters, but they're progressing slowly. We're, you know, we're moving the story along, but yeah. yet we still have a proper amount of spicy pepitas. Oh, exactly. Lady. So. <laughs> exactly. I like that, that they, when he showed up back there, he was letting the, you know, droids work on, you know, the Razor Crest because what we spent a whole season. So I would think after an entire season that justifies huh, him, him, you know, getting a little bit more trust in a droid after IG-11. Yeah. Now, do you do I think you go straight to trusting a pit droid? Right. <laughs> you know, who always mess everything up? I don't know, but yeah, that that was that's the only thing like I thought it was cool that we saw the R5 unit from A New Hope and and she had it. But it was a I, little bit much, honestly. Well, I, it was a little bit much for me to have the pit droids in there doing the same shtick from Phantom Menace and I was just like, eh. Like, yeah, but at yeah. least it wasn't like, did you see R5 and his freaking thing? I'd rather see R5. Pretty than poorly repaired there. <laughs> I don't know. No, but yes. Now, to, one me, thing. to me, as the, the more casual Star Wars fan among this group, uh, I, I think it, it hits the exact right tone. <laughs> it's like, there's that stuff. If you guys know who R5 is... That's great. I do, I didn't. Okay. Oh, you don't know who R five D four is. Now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah, is that the red one? Right. Yeah. 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 The so, bad motivator. Okay. So yeah. now that the whole reason R two D we'll come over there. <laughs> so it's like there's that level of detail, and there's a level of humor for the kids. It has the the prequely you know, the the droids messing stuff up. Like that's so like the prequel series. And then there's stuff that feels like the modern stuff. And there's stuff that feels like the classic era. It just, it just, it's mixing in so nicely for me. And that's the level I'm at with this. And I'm just enjoying it. Oh, it's, it's good. I, I, the whole, so what, the whole crate Dragon thing, you know, that was, that was basically the whole adventure was the whole point was, you know, he's got to get this armor back. By helping out in the episodic, you know, this is the adventure of the week. We got to get the crate dragon, which it's so, so funny. The you know, I'm sure Cliff knows all about that. It was like I didn't realize that that they, that skeleton or whatever from A New Hope was That's from a, a different Disney movie that they yeah. had that skeleton from. <laughs> the prop itself. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a. Uh, one of our dinosaurs is missing, Peter Ustinov and Helen Hayes. <laughs> and, and they had that skeleton. And so they just drug it out and laid it in the desert back then. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, it's a crate dragon. And so then they create this whole episode off of that. I mean, having that thing come out and stuff, that was amazing effects. It was That was a beautiful episode. I just, them flying around again. I love seeing this stuff that we haven't got to see since the prequels of using the jetpacks, you know, being a Mandalorian, you know, yeah. doing all that flying up there. And we it's, got in cannon rocket firing Boba Fett, right? Right. right. Bent over perfect. <laughs> Just we like had, the, the recalled toy. He shot that yeah, rocket right exactly. down a toddler's throat. 
And the whole the whole stuff whole stuff with the it's faulty there. If you just yeah. hit just right there, you just fly <laughs> off, you know. I love so. that the, the the five points of articulation and he lean you know lean yeah. <laughs> From Kenner's Star Wars collection comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all twenty action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. And now Boba Fett, Star Wars villain with his laser rifle. Boba Fett is not yet available in stores, but you can get him free with four proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packs at participating stores. Offer ends May 31st. Star Wars action figures sold separately from Kenner. So what did you guys think, though, when when Timothy Oliphant, you know, long, lanky... He's the skinniest. He's (laughs) got the tiniest waist. You know, I don't like a lady Boba. But, but no, he, yeah. When he come in with, you know, the fat armor on. It took me, just... it, it still, honestly, it did not register right off. Because I was looking for a Mandalorian anyway. Like, I was not, I was not thinking about it at all, honestly. Hmm. I'll admit it. I, he came in and I was like, okay. Obvi- I, I was more thinking about it being Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. And, and then it honestly wasn't until he was telling the story and showing him with the Jawas and showing the Mandalorian, you know, Boba Fett's armor. And I was like, Oh, okay. Duh. But, you know, but that, but I, you know, didn't he look like so skinny in that? Well, armor? It didn't look right. I looked it up and, um, Jeremy Bullock that portrayed Boba Fett right. was about six foot tall. Timmy, Timothy Oliphant is about six foot tall. So oh, I they he was taller than that. That no, they purposely made the armor smaller so it looked awkward on him because um, uh, what's the actor's name? Um, Morrison, um, that played Django and the clones. Tamura Morrison. Tamura Morrison is only five seven. Mm. So they did a little bit of, you know, retconning there. So it'll make sense whenever he puts it back on. Right. Because he's going to end up in it. Yes. I watched so bad, though. Okay, obviously, just skip it to the end for a second. Yeah, that that ending was clear. Like, there's no ambiguity there. That's that's who that was. Well, I will tell you, our experience sitting there, Nick and I, was, okay, because we know too much. (laughs) You know, just like you're saying, you're saying, you know, you're... Oh, first off, hundred percent, it's Boba Fett. Yeah, but but for someone though too much, I'm like Nick, it's Rex. <laughs> 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 hey, he's like that would be so cool, but it's not. <laughs> I was like, well, wouldn't that be so cool if it's Rex or just some random clone? It yeah. could literally be anybody. Except oh, it's fans op- would freak out if they pulled the rug out or like, no, it's just clone number seven seven three four seven. Exactly. <laughs> Which I would prefer, but but I I I'm surprised it's going over as smoothly as it is that it's gonna be him. Me too. Uh, they did a neat little thing with the makeup job on him having the scarring yeah. um and stuff. And I, I, I saw some some theories out there. Uh, about you know being in the Sarlacc pit and all that, um, but he, I'm not wrong here, and he's carrying around a, uh, a sand people rifle and a gaffing stick, right? Yeah. 
So do we? Do you guys think he's been living as a sane person? He has. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that would explain what the hell he's been doing. It would explain it. Like maybe he's given up the 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 life. We saw him. He's supposed to have been the one that was following them, not last season, where some people were trying to say it was the who, uh, um, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, but no, that was this. That was Boba Fett. Then right, that was bending over and stuff. You know and you know, going through their stuff after they left and things. So, so this has been their plan all along. I, I, I don't, he's not, so what is taking him so long? He just doesn't have the resources to catch up to them. <laughs> you know, he's, a, he's, I don't, I don't know how he's going to get wherever there they are Mm-mm. at this point. Yeah. Oh, Boba Fett. You mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Unless, you know, the Mando comes back to right. Tatooine. Totally happens. A lot of yeah. stuff happens here. Yeah. I, I saw some review talk about that, like how wrong Luke was, where he's like, this is the most, you know, if there's a bright center of the galaxy, this is the furthest point from it. Well, that's like, you know my, how much happens on Tatooine? That's my problem with it. Like, they had to go here because of the Boba Fett stuff and the yeah. armor, but the whole point of this place is that it was like nowhere. It's yeah. a place to hide. You know, nothing's supposed to happen here. I I have to point out what we led with when we segued here. The best moment of the entire the first two episodes is when that frog starts leaping like a frog <laughs> in the second episode. I was like, I was just like, Nick, oh my god, this is the best. I was I was in the living room and I'm I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm I'm t- you know like oh my gosh. She's leaping like a frog, <laughs> and I can hear i I can hear my wife and daughter like in the other end of the house, and they're like, "He's out there talking to himself." <laughs> I mean, I I just was stunned. it was amazing. It was it was amazing because it looked like that is exactly what she should be doing, <laughs> leaping like a frog right now. I thought for sure though. I looked. I paused and looked at Nick because I I'm sure Jordan thinks of this stuff it's like sometimes you think like it's a Chekhov's gun type thing I, I always think of things like what has to happen like I was 100% she was going to die yeah. like because you don't need her anymore the whole point mm-hmm. if you introduce that this these people are going to be extinct yeah. in this unless these eggs are fertilized by that guy she is not needed anymore mm-hmm. so that is going to up the stakes yeah. So I was 100%. And then she started leaping like a frog and threw a, <laughs> threw a wrench in my plans. She might be the new star of this show. <laughs> I would watch that. I like that character. That I did too. Cool. When she when she fixed yeah. the droid. Yeah. And, yeah. I was like, I okay, know. lady. I, see, this show, I, I try to watch it as early as I can on Friday. Because this seems... I don't know that people really... Spoil it, but people—it's memed. It's memed, and people want to joke about it and talk. Like the first Even episode, you guys are doing stuff in our chat. Yeah. You're like, I gotta say, it doesn't mean anything. But. Yeah, I saw somebody had done a drawing 
of the child in the like the clay pot when he hid in the pot in the first episode. Yeah. Like the which first I thought, thing I saw much, on Facebook. You know how much spit was probably in that? It looked like a spittoon. <laughs> yeah, he that doesn't kid's, care. That kid's a germ factory, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Early like this morning. I like, sorry, I like there's been two episodes now and Navy Yoda did not save the day with it powers and you thought kinda, it was coming i was waiting on episodes it, yeah. you thought it was coming when them spiders are pouring in there you're like their only way out of this is baby yoda and no it was baby baloney <laughs> <laughs> but i saw somebody the first thing i saw this morning was you know some fans just like to enjoy things and don't want to nitpick so i'm like uh-oh this must be a controversial episode so I went into it thinking, oh no, what's going to go wrong? But I, I thought the second episode was so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a classic sort of building. I liked it, I liked it better. Than just as, as just drama, like you just keep upping the stakes. Okay, well, he they can't, you know, he can't get the thing without helping this woman. Okay, he can't, you know, the, he can't go the hyperdrive because it'll, it'll hurt the baby. Like you just keep putting complications in yeah and then yeah. oh they're wrecked so it's getting cold oh well you know now uh the whatever happened you know like it's the whole breaking bad writing room well, let's put them and keep writing them into a corner increasingly oh now we can't leave this room because the spiders are outside so it just and then they're lifting off and the big spider shows up like it just kept built it's like i didn't know how they're gonna get out of it I yeah, said I was yeah. waiting for the baby to use the force and save the day. Right. So it was a little bit of the do sex machina, but I, I, yeah, building and building and tension and pressure. And I was like, I don't know how he's going to get out of this. And that's, <laughs> that's the best kind of story. Oh, I totally agree. It was yeah, so the, good. The first episode was really good and I really liked it for what it was, but it was, it was a little, the plot was a little too three Obvious. amigos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was, I was going to say trimmers, but go ahead. Yeah. But you know the the two the you know yeah they have to uh, the the villagers and the sand people have to come together with the Mandalorian to you know. But I love the setup of because I heard somebody talking about it and they just acted like it was some random thing like when they they show the sand person take the man the whatever Bantha out there mm-hmm. and set it there. And then stand over here, and it comes out and eats that person. And they and they say, oh, that was a cute little thing. No, that wasn't a cute little thing. That was entirely pointing out that he was going to have to be eaten. Right. It was the only way that he was going to be able to do it. It set the whole thing up. And it's like I never heard anybody talk about that. It was like that was perfect setup. You didn't realize till what he was going to have to do but was stay with the freaking Bantha. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was perfect. Good stuff. There, Good stuff, man. Anytime there's some X wings in there, man. When they open the thing, I like they're like switch the channel too. I'm like <laughs> Nick. They're talking about him. Except, okay, explain to me. This may be a stupid thing, but what is it? They wanting him to ping. What is about? What is imperial about him? What is this going to show? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it just going to say like show readings on his ship that they'll be able to tell? The stuff they were saying later that he was wanted for this or that. I'm assuming at the I, I time guess. though, I was wondering what what is this? Yeah, I guess that must have been it. That must have been it. But but I was like, what are they? And then there's like freaking open the things up. I'm like, ah, oh, 
Yes. I, I really like that where, like, he rolls his eyes at the New Republic as well. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. the Empire sucks, but so do these guys. They're yeah. just, like, he's just trying to do his own thing. Like, yeah. I, I like that kind of outlaw look to it. And I'm tired of hearing people say, like, they complained the whole first season. Well, we can't even see his face. We don't know any emotion. Uh, I don't ever, I, I think the blank face works so much better. Just the turn of the head and looking at it. I can tell everything that is going yeah. on in that guy's head. You know, it's great. And if, and if you can't, you know, when like he's, he's trying to escape two X wings through the clouds and then he just suddenly <laughs> just cuts the engines and, and the whole ship drops. If yeah. you can't tell what's going on between under his mask, you got that crazy frog la- lady going. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing, the cute egg stuff eating that this is perfect yoda perfect ending to the episode that that was the most adorable genocide i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) that baby's gonna end that species adorable adorable genocide (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm just i like the feeling we talked it's very westerny you know the sand people are like native americans like you can just you, you can you can imprint the genre to this show from from a dozen different places. You know, we had face huggers and demogorgons in the second episode. We had we had graboids and and sandworms yeah. in the first one. Like, there's it's just a mix of all the best stuff, and it's just, yeah. they're yeah. just doing it really really well. We got a weak way. What was that? What? The bartender. He's a weak way. Oh, that's right. I didn't like that they called him that though. That's I what Timothy Oliphant is like. What, you're going to call somebody a uh, hey Ewok? Right. You know, it seemed like it seemed kind of rude. Well, there was something else. Oh, what was that? That the the bad guy at the beginning of this episode wasn't he from like Force Awakens or something? Little Jawa looking guy that had like the what was he? What were they in the movie? I don't know, but yeah, uh, he he invoked uh, a Jawa reaction out of me because he sounded like a Jawa. He had the hood and stuff. But yeah, but he had, had a like different, a, yeah, you know, mask of some kind on and stuff. I don't know. That was, also, that was a cute. terrific sight gag of the, the rocket. Oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you knew it was coming. Like he's gonna not just let this guy take off with this. <laughs> If he wouldn't let Timothy Oliphant keep it, then this ain't happening. Uh, but man, that was a really sweet thing, though. You know, when he like was like picking up Baby Yoda and stuff there, like after he saved him and stuff, it was just like, just like that was really that was some real Baby Yoda stuff there. It was like, oh, so cute! I want one. It's good. It's good. So I'm ready for more. I'm definitely, I can't, I'm just living Friday to Friday at this point. Um, Speaking of Disney plus though, a couple, couple quick things, Um, shows of note. Have you guys watched any of the right stuff? No. Okay. So this is the first, um, because we know on, on Disney plus we have the, the Nat Geo stuff, the natural geographic, you know, um, column of shows which are a big huge hit in my house we really like them but this is their first serialized show it's called the right stuff based on the book that they did the 80s movie on 
um, the Mercury 7 astronauts. Um, so this is a, a much more broader story than that original movie was. Um, is this kinda... on the, the New Kids on the Block song? Oh, you've seen the movie. <laughs> you've seen the movie, haven't you? I don't think I ever did. Mm. With um, seen Ed, the, uh, the uh, original, you know, it's yeah. a... Yeah. Chuck, Chuck Yeager and the whole yeah yeah, yeah. and the and the rest of the kids on the block yeah <laughs> the stuff. this one gets into um uh their family and their family lives their wives and children and and um nah it's good uh so I think they've done I think episode eight came out today I haven't watched eight yet but I have watched one through seven really good um not any real big actors in it but carly likes it i like it we're watching it and then um the other one i want to mention real quick is also nat geo a new series called the magic of disney's animal kingdom it's all about uh zookeepers and some of the animals featured in the disney park um in orlando the uh animal kingdom um, but what I like about it is they are giving, <coughs> we're getting an inside view of the park um, and the care for the animals, but we're getting to know the animals through the show and, and um, their names and personality and characteristics. But uh, I've heard in the actual park at Animal Kingdom now, the, the animals that are featured on the show, um, cast members are now, they're referring to them, they're pointing them out by their names so people can associate the show and, and, and the real life park together. So I think that's, that's, that's a pretty neat thing, um, you know, that's going to educate and, um, and, and bring another aspect of, of real life stuff to that park um, that people can relate to and get behind. So I just think that was kind of neat that they're doing it that way. There was a really interesting episode that uh, the Steve Irwin's wife and kids have that show Crakey. It's the Irwin's on animal planet. And they did a really interesting special episode about the zoo during COVID times. Mm -hmm. And it was basically like, you know, we can't allow anyone in here. We have no revenue and it costs this many hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to feed all these things. And like, we're going to have to let some people go. And it was a really interesting behind the scenes look at how do we keep this zoo going and care for all these animals and keep our employees, you know, we, we, you know, and keep our employees get getting paid and keep doing all the outreach programs we do. And it, it was, it was a really interesting look at the behind the scenes of the zoo kind of stuff. So I'm guessing Disney's having the same kind of problems with, I know they've been letting people go and furloughing people. So right. you can't do, you can't just leave an animal <laughs> somewhere. Like you have to keep taking care of it. So. Right. Yes. And the, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, a lady we met years ago down at the parks. Um, she used to be a podcaster and a blogger is uh, kind of how people in the Disney community community came to know her. She's now working behind the scenes on some, on some shows for Disney. And she had worked as I think a line producer on, on this series. So she was um, very proud of it. 
um, I was reading some of her her uh, tweets online and stuff, and um, and that kind of ma- that made me, you know, want to check it out. So I'm telling you right now, if you have Disney Plus, don't underestimate the 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 natural ge- ge- National Geographic um, content on there because Nat Geo is killing it on that channel. Say so. I haven't turned my Disney Plus on for months until Mandalorian came out. You're missing out. Are you so stay much subscribed stuff. after it ends, or are you going to cancel? Oh well, they'll, they'll they'll have something. But if if Marvel they know they're not the the reason you're not seeing a bunch of other stuff right now is because they want they've got a couple things like that. They want everybody to re up. Because Amanda, and then they're going to have to have something ready when it ends, because otherwise I might drop it for six months. But, uh, well, I remember us talking at the beginning of the COVID problems and the quarantine and stuff about what pop culture would look like and what these shows would do. And I remember we all kind of agreed there's one show we thought would get it right, and that was Superstore, the sitcom about life. In a a uh, retail environment, and they, you're going to say this is us. Uh, that, you guys can go oh. into that next, but yeah, Superstores had there's two episodes out so far. Uh, Amy is is leaving and moving to, to a different uh, job in the company in California, and this is basically her getting ready to leave just as COVID happens. And it, I thought it was very good. It had some really good. Ga- they always have the good gags in the store, but. I said so many shows are doing the most obvious Zoom jokes and and so, but th- yeah there were a few of those but there was also some really good stuff that like I'm shaking my head like yeah I'm sure that's happening out there in, in the Walmart's yeah. of the world yeah I I thought thought that too I thought the way that they were handling is like I guarantee this is how it looks in there like you know masks coming on and off and kind of willy nilly and they're having to deal with customers and people well, I mean literally I pointed I was like Nick that is you because he worked at Walmart last year or you know earlier in the year when it started and he said he would put a can on the shelf and someone would take it off like literally and they had that scene employees hiding uh supplies in the ceiling right that's all real stuff you know so that was good it definitely felt like i i think i thought today when i was watching the second episode that it it remind i you know again why we like it reminds us so much of the office uh, you know, just those kind of oh yeah vibes between the coworkers and stuff. So those little moments of uh, of of something happening in the background are so so the best. The, the best line of the first two episodes was "That'll do, pig." <laughs> Did, <laughs> me, didn't Glenn like try to use like a coffee filter as a mask or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, is it Sandra? No, which is yeah. who's the? Is she Hawaiian or I? I can't, what, is oh, that Sandra? Sandra. Yeah, Sandra. Okay. Yeah. She's becoming the MVP of the show. Like, yeah, she's great. Her line at the end of that episode, where you you realize she was listening in. Yeah. And then the thing with the sanitizing of the carts, and the woman <laughs> touching all the carts after she said, "Like, I don't know." She she cracks me up. Yeah, she's good. It's good. It was good. It was a little touching and stuff, you know. Uh, 
it was emotional for a show. I'm not really, a, I would say I'm not emotionally invested in it. The whole Amy Jonah, you know, goodbye thing. Yeah, nice. I agree. I was surprised by the. So th- this is us is, is coveting as well. We're it was, had a modern a, time period. It had a two hour premiere. Seth, That's all we've had, right? Yeah. Are you still watching this? Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. This is yeah. one of the best things on TV. <laughs> okay. But, so, you're, I mean, you're caught up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and are we allowed to spoil it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't care. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, I'm i curious, like, what your opinion on this is, Seth. Because Time it's, travel. Yeah. That's what it's going to get. It's obvious man. that they went back and reshot a lot of these scenes. Like, because I remember at the end of last season, like, they showed previews of what was going to happen and stuff. And that was before all this COVID stuff went down. And then all of a sudden, like, they're dropping it in there repeatedly. And, I mean, it it actually, I think, helped it in some areas of what why they were doing what they were doing. But it, it's very obvious that they went back and, and reshot a lot of scenes. I would assume. I don't know what was I was I wasn't expecting anything, so I was. I don't think I'd seen any like preview or anything, but. Uh, yeah, I hadn't seen any preview, and it had been so long. It felt like since I'd watched yeah. it. Yeah, I just remembered those two fighting at the mm-hmm. end. You know, Kevin yeah, looks was, a little uh, worse for wear these days. If you get if you go back and look at him from previous or from last season. Yeah, he's not quite ripped enough, is he? Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's a no. specimen, and we were like, hey, he's a little off. No, I meant like, <laughs> I meant in his face. Like, he looks a little worse for wear. Like, he's. I'm sure. Yeah, I guess. He's been he, through some stuff. Yeah, he got <laughs> divorced. He got remarried in real life. But, oh, okay. um, but anyway, that, I want. <laughs> I want Jordan to be back for this. <laughs> so I'm waiting. <laughs> Are you going to say something good? Or what? Well, it's, it's, it, it references other things that you guys, it's a happy days reference. So oh, I was going to oh. wait for him to get back. Well, I thought but, they, I, I thought they did a pretty good job with the, working the COVID stuff in there, you know, making, yeah. keep it to a minimum. <laughs> they, they got it to a minimum and wrote, wrote the story around it. Nobody yeah. wants to hear about it all the time. We're living it. Right, but bringing it up, you know, the way uh, Sterling K. Brown's character yeah. handles the whole thing. I mean, it was just right on. It, it just felt like it didn't feel like they were pushing it, shoving it in my face that, hey, COVID, COVID, COVID. It yeah. was just, it, you know, it's like it is in real life. It, it just becomes part of your normal day. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you got, Michael? The, the problem I had with This Is Us is this is where I feel that they might have jumped the shark. Yeah. That's not and, what we say. You, you're you off. Oh, basically. I know. It's, um, oh, I know what it is. Wow. It, you're Jordan, muted. Jordan, we can't hear you. It took apart Fonz's motorcycle. Okay, took apart Fonz's motorcycle. <laughs> yes, that's now what it is. Is at the end of episode two. <laughs> I hate you all. Goodbye forever. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
mean, largely nemesis. No, but anyway, at the end of the episode, where we find out Randall, Randall saying that, you know, no Randall. more surprises. Randall. Randall. More shock. No. Uh, <laughs> at the end, when Randall's like, you know, no more surprises, and all of a sudden we find out his mother was alive. That was a good twist. No, we found out his, like, oh, that what? angers me because, like, she was, she's dead. She was dead. Like, what? it's yeah, one thing, was. it's one thing that he refound, like, refound his father and all that, but you don't go back and retcon that his mother was alive and now she's going to show up. But they, but it's not like they buried her. He was never there. It never happened. It's just what never, you thought. She it's was never no. mentioned before. Yeah, it just it was never a thing. Yeah. And he never knew them. And I, I Michael, I agree that maybe the yeah. It's a little too much. It's I mean, if you put now, this in like a it's like this is trying to be realistic, it's just too much. Like she yeah, should have like, stayed dead. That I mean just <laughs> That bitch As a been guy this who just watched time. a lot of Happy Days, <laughs> I am here to tell you that there there can be too much is never enough. <laughs> you can never. Now, have I, enough I, I know what you're saying. I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. There can you can't just freaking keep going back to tattooing. Mm. And I, I get it, but uh, I I thought it was fine. I didn't have a problem yeah. with it. If she had, um, if she had. What awoken and then started jumping like a frog, I would have been all into it. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was fine with it. It was no, not, it no, didn't it wasn't the best thing ever, but it was yeah. something I was like, because you're constantly waiting for something like that. See to yeah. see something that we don't I, know. I do feel I I agree with Michael though. I do feel like we're getting too many characters. Like they have added a lot of characters, you know, the uncle, the um, the the adopted daughter, the uh, of course. I mean, it's, it's the same thing right there with the, the uncle. We find out the uncle was alive when we thought he was dead. Like, yeah, you're, it, it's it's almost like when you go back to a comic book and you retcon the history, and you're like, "This is stupid. Why did you do that?" It's there's so much drama with these characters already. You don't need to keep bringing characters back to life. But it's literally what the show is. That is what they. That's the whole premise of their timey wimey stuff is to do this. Well, so I, this is what I get, they signed up for from the beginning. I get that because I like the scenes where you saw Jack and Randall's father like kind of crisscrossing each other back and forth without even knowing. Yeah. Like those minor, like I thought that was excellent because you, you don't realize like we we see that was it, awesome. We see it happening, but it doesn't change anything. Right, it's nothing changed. We just yeah. never knew this before. Mm-hmm. We've seen these scenes before, but we didn't know that there was something else going on at the same time. That's the that's it's not always great, but it's that's what yeah. this show is. We'll see where it goes. Let's give it a chance. It's a start. I did feel that two hours was a bit much. I couldn't watch it all in two hours. My turn dogs can't handle that shit. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Just give yourself a a self-hug. 
Guys, I, I do that all the time. I watched a show. <laughs> Actually, I read a book. This guy this, was books. Mr. Mercedes. Is that a show? It is. Based on a book series that uh, Stephen King wrote three books about, I think it's the Bill Hodges trilogy. I could be saying that wrong. I don't know. I think the character is Bill Hodges, but read Mr. Mercedes. I was going to say that trilogy. That's how it is. That's yeah, yeah. But uh, Miss Mercedes, uh, Finders Keepers, and End of Watch are the three books. And I've only read the first one. I have. I am just started on the second one, but they have a show that was on a, I don't know. I don't remember the name of the channel, but you could only watch it on direct TV a couple years ago, two or three years ago. That's all it was on. And so I never got to watch it, but these two girls I work with watched it and they really liked it. They said it was really good. And there's three seasons of it now. Well, Peacock has it. And you can watch the first season for free with the Peacock app. And so I did. And it is basically this book, Mr. Mercedes. And Stephen King wrote the book with Brendan Gleeson in mind as the character, Bill Hodges. And he play he plays him in the show. And he's great. And all the, I really think that everybody in the show does a great job. It's got a bunch of good needle drops and just like it it is pretty faithful to the book, but it it, it kind of goes at a slow pace that I was kind of I really thought they weren't gonna be able to get through the first book in one season. They were going at such a slow pace. But I thought it was excellent. It was much better than I was expecting from some off. Some, you know, some, I didn't, I don't even know the network that originally made the show. So I, I was not expecting much, but. Is it a, a, a standard kind of Stephen King horror vibe or is it something? Oh, it's, it's, he's a retired detective, you know, so a uh, cop, you know, doing like a private detective, but he does, didn't really do it anymore. But he's, he's kind of got sucked into this case where at the very beginning, there, there's just a, uh, basically crazy guy that you know mowed down a bunch of people with his car and it turns into this thing you know you see a lot of that killer character plotting things and messing with bill hodges as he's trying to figure it out and a lot of intertwining with his neighbors and you know look you know people uh, there's of course you know a computer nerd that helps him and uh the uh did anybody watch The Outsider on HBO? You did, yeah. yeah. Um, Jordan did that. Cynthia Revo played uh, Holly Gibney, I think was the character's name, and she was like uh, autistic or something, acting. I think it was you know. Holly Trilogy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but she she played a character that like was you know had some sort of I don't know got good vibes. I don't know whether, what, whether she had some uh, powers or not. I can't remember, but she's played by someone else in this show, but it's the same character from this trilogy that he used again in the outsider book. And anyway, it's a different actress. She's in succession. I can't think of her name, but she does a really good job in the show. I preferred her to Cynthia Erivo 
as just a little more it's the outside is super dark mr mercedes is dark you know it um but i thought it was good i liked the villain i liked almost all of the side characters are good and so it's a really strong first season i think and so i'm I never had finished the trilogy, so I'm going to hit the second book and then probably get Peacock so I can watch the rest of the series on there. But excellent. Excellent. So but the rest did, of it is on the paid side of Peacock? Not, yes. Not, not the, yes. the premium? Uh, I believe so, yes. And it's like five bucks or something a month. You could rewatch Yellowstone on there, too. I saw that. I saw that. And, uh, That's how I will have to watch Yellowstone when it comes back because it ain't on Hulu. The, um, the new Saved by the Bell trailer is out. It's coming to Peacock. And if you go on onto that free, right, Pe- that free Peacock uh, side of things, you will find the new trailer for the all-new Punky Brewster. No, punky, punky, <laughs> peacock, uh, mahoney, <laughs> mahoney. Is that a peacock in your car? Say that like Sean Connery, <laughs> Michael. I suddenly remembered my mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, it must be under the last five minutes. It must be over. <laughs> Speaking of premium you can start, services, you can start counting down the end of the show. <laughs> Oh, we got again, Michael. We missed Michael Segway, everybody. I sure. said, speaking of premium services, oh, that's there you a go. There you go. I haven't watched The Mandalorian season two yet, hence why I was so quiet. I know. Well, I know. To, I yeah, figured. Told you. But anyway, um, on CBS All Access, Star Trek Discovery season three has started. Did you see they're playing season one on regular CBS? Network? I did. I almost watched it, but then I remembered it was Star Trek. <laughs> Hashtag Star Trek. It's really good. No, like, I, thought, I saw they were playing like the first episode. I thought maybe, oh, it was just a sample. But I, this was the whole point of this all access. You could only get it here. So mm-hmm. I wonder, is it I, I'm doing so that well movie. they're trying to get more people to watch it? Or is it not doing so well that they're just putting it on the regular network? I think that's the new thing we're going to start. Because I keep seeing it starting to pop up where like they do this on the premium side. And then later on, they're releasing it on tv as a regular show like they're i saw some other show was doing that but i i can't remember what it was off the top of my head but the reason why i wanted to bring this up was when this show was in production star trek fans hated it like they mercilessly like were trashing it saying how horrible it was like this the design did you say star trek fans or star wars fans because that sounds like star wars (laughs) I, I said Trek Star Trek a little more a little more sanguine about this. Now I did I remember watching an episode of this when it first came out on like yeah. a free preview. Yeah. I actually I thought it was good. Yeah, the like they the final version that they put out well, what happened was they had re- released an early cut of the ship and the graphics were not up to speed. 
of course, by the time it came out, they had fixed all the problems, but it's excellent. Like, it's the best Trek, Trek series that I have ever watched. I completely love it. Ooh, don't they have really? a... That's not a high bar. That's a full course there. That's, <laughs> don't they have a, a spinoff show, though? Well, there's... They brought uh, Christopher Cars. Pike on yeah. on season two, and he was the captain of the Enterprise before, um, yeah, before Kirk. And he immediately became a fan favorite, and they they started showing why things were different, uh, like on the Discovery with the outfits versus the Enterprise. And they actually in season two they have a meet up with the Enterprise. And he, I think he's on like the whole season of two and everyone loved him. And Rebecca remain, is she still Stamos or is it? Mm. She's, well, anyway, she plays as number one, but they're going to do a, a spinoff with them. But I think it's supposed to be like shorter adventures, not really a total series. But then where's they've also the, where's the Picard stuff? Is that on CBS too? Yes, that yeah. is excellent too. Like they did season one of that, and it was really good. Like all the stuff that they're releasing that I didn't have high hopes for is is turning out to be very well done. But right, they're so also wait, wait, go back out on that limb. You're saying Star Trek Discovery is the best version of Star Trek you've ever seen. I was gonna Correct. make him say that again. Wow, that I mean, I, I that's. And you're a fan. You're not just a casual. So that's that's pretty they, high praise. They have taken old territory, and like when you like hate when they like they retread over stuff that's already been done. They've done it in a way that actually completely works. Like it doesn't like change the history of the Star Trek at all, but what they done, the way they figured it out, they, they found this little loophole to like stick discovery in that original timeline. And it still works. That was and my question. Was when, your loophole. When What's that? I Sorry. said, when, when is it set? Well, which season? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh. It's gotta be complicated. Does Discovery does it start out like the same time as the original show then? Because it's yeah, like a yeah, on it? yeah, it was it was during the original Star Star Trek series. It's that timeline, um, and then in season two, something happens where they have to basically figure out how to take their ship into the future because of the knowledge that their ship has. Well, you just sling slingshot around the sun. To find the nuclear vessels. Well, that's what they did. They anyway. I think now they're in the thirtieth century, maybe. It's basically it's it's up there where there is no such thing as Starfleet anymore. It's uh, so far in so the future. It's beyond Picard. Yeah, it's beyond Picard. Now, isn't Picard getting a a, um, a spinoff too? Like a second season, or no? I thought Riker and um, and Troy were gonna uh, be on a new show. They might be. It's. I mean, they they also came out with an animated series called Lower Decks. That's right. That. Um, Why are they calling the CBS All Access and not Star Trek Net- exactly. Network? 
Well, it has everything yes, on there now. And I don't watch Star Trek. I hate Star Trek, but I have CBS. <laughs> So, but, so Star Trek Discovery, best Marvel Marvel movie, movie spacey, spacified ever, ever. I would, I would say this is be- better than Star Trek: The Next Generation, Discovery. I would agree. It'd have to be. It, it's better than Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's better than the Voyager series. It's better than the Enterprise series. So um, let me ask you this. Out of, before not counting all this new stuff, what's the best Star Trek? Before. Before? Yeah. Uh, I would say... The next gen- well, for me, it's the next generation. Okay. Because that was my Star Trek that I grew up watching. Like it came out at the right time where, you know, it's not mom and dad's Star Trek of William Shatner and all that fun stuff. I like Deep Space Nine. It was okay. I thought it I thought it was different. Yeah. I really I really dug the next generation when they started introducing the Borg and playing into all that. That was that was kind of my jam. And then they they reintroduced that into the Picard series too. Oh, yeah. The Borg. Yeah. Lacutius of Borg. Look yeah. Lacut I know it? stuff. <laughs> Seven of nine. It's Mahoney of Borg. <laughs> Uh, Amazon Prime launched the new show Truth Seekers. That's the Nick Frost and Simon Pegg show. I figured you'd be all over that. Yeah. Um, Simon Pegg's not in it very much. He's just kind of a producer and a writer. That sounds right. He plays the bo- uh, Nick Frost is the main star, and he these of course are the team that made uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and these great classics. Um, Nick Frost is a cable installer who is like a part-time YouTube ghost hunter. So he has a YouTube channel where he goes to haunted houses and looks for stuff. So Simon Pegg's only in it, you know, basically one scene, an episode telling him, you know, giving him his assignment of where he's going to fix the Wi-Fi and stuff. Uh, it's got Malcolm McDowell as Nick Frost's dad. And it's eight half hour episodes in this first season. I've watched about half of them. They're, they're good. They're not laugh out loud funny. They're more, they're, they're, it's more that subtle British humor. And it's not really joking. Like there's some horrifying sort of ghosts and monsters and stuff. So I saw an interview. They basically were saying, like Shaun of the Dead, if you do the horror stuff straight, you can make jokes about the other stuff. So it's not, they're not spoofing these ghost hunter type show. You know, there's a million other shows on Discovery Channel and all those so they're not spoofing that aspect of it. They're just kind of putting uh, these funny characters into a more serious situation. So I've enjoyed what I've seen before, but it's not to the level of Shaun of the Dead or, or any of those. But I've, I've, I've enjoyed the watching it. And there's they're leading up. The one the next one on my list is they're, they're going to some sort of comic con. It's like con con cause con or something like con. Uh, convention cosplay con 2020 or something so i, I Kanzakila. yeah 
I'm looking forward to that. And then on the Showtime Network, let me throw one of those out to you. They had the the Comedy Store documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, five parts. Five part documentary chronicling the evolution of comedy. Uh, this this uh, Los Angeles co- comedy club owned by Mitzi Shore, who is Polly Shore's mother, uh, and it basically starting out in the 1970s. This was kind of the farm system to the Tonight Show. So if you wanted to make it as a comic, you had to try to get on the Tonight Show. You had a good five minutes of comedy. You know, if Johnny Carson liked you, he'd he'd bring you over to the couch, and boy, you might get a TV deal from that. You might get you know, certain comedy specials you could go on to. So that was kind of uh, the launching pad to a career in comedy back then. So people from The Tonight Show would send people to the comedy store to scout for good comics. And it kind of traces from that early 70s up to the modern day. And like, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast now, more people listen to that in a week than watch the tonight show anymore so it's like it's basically what comedians are doing now with youtube and podcasts and and twitter and things like that so it was an interesting if you're if you're a a stand-up comedy nerd there's definitely interesting stuff they talk to a ton of people um the the last episode it kind of ended with a thud a little bit it it, It was sad it made you cry down no it just had too much that whole, like, well, I guess we can't joke about anything anymore. Like, mm-hmm. that whole, like, with the world's too politically correct now for stand-up comedy like like ours. And it's like, that's not really what we're saying at the moment. But it was like, the, to have these famous comedians saying, woe is me, I can't tell this dirty joke anymore because somebody might get offended. Like, I don't know. that I, I didn't have a, a whole lot of sympathy for that idea. But it was, again, it's, it's, it's mostly just comedians sitting around talking. They're not in cars getting coffee or anything, but like it's uh, it, it just listen to them telling stories, and then like each episode had something in it that made me just got it would just kind of stun me. Like uh, the 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 guy who was in the car when Sam Kennison crashed his car that killed him, and like talking about holding Sam Kennison in his arms as he died, and like the last things he said, and it's like holy cow, that was super emotional. And then about uh, Freddie Prinze high on cocaine, getting a bow and arrow and saying he was going to go kill John Travolta. So they went to John Travolta's house and he just happened to not be home. So he shot arrows into his front door. And like, there's just, there were story, there was at least a story or two in every episode that was incredible. But the, for the majority of it, for the five hour running time, I'm, I, I don't know. You, you have to be a, pretty staunch uh fan of the of the of the stand-up comedy to really get into it but i don't know i i thought it was I'd overall be, it was worth it i'd be interested in checking that out have you guys ever like what? if i had showtime i'd be watching it some of us that's where you have. went wrong i have to get stars because i want to watch that other the vow series hey Seth. everybody says it's better Seth, if you're nice to me, I might be able to hook you up. Okay, because I want to watch that, but I don't know if that's a quite the price. Yeah, I, I feel like I would possible. be. I feel like that would take this show in uh, putting Fonzie's bike back together territory. 
Well, I feel like Arnold's has burned down. Oh, I remembered. I remembered. But speaking of comedians, have you guys ever like what like pulled up YouTube videos of hecklers getting owned? That's pretty specific. I, I have seen some something out there. Well, when you were talking about that, it reminded me of this one comedian that I I search every now and then. His name's Steve Hofstetter, maybe. But he has a whole series on YouTube that of just like when he's at a comedy show and it's being taped and there's some kind of heckler in the crowd and what he does to just completely destroy them. And it is the most funniest thing ever because most of the times they're just being complete jerks. But I mean, he does it in a very comedic way where it's it's pretty funny. But hmm. if you ever have like five minutes to kill, it's it's worth checking out. Okay. I, uh, I often do have five minutes to kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the show that you want to watch on Star Seth? Uh, well, Cliff and I watched The Vow on HBO, which was, yeah, was like great. 800 episodes, and it was good. But all I've heard the last two weeks is there's a series called Seduction or something on stars that's just like three or four episodes. And it is like you get a lot of the, you know, Cliff, the where we heard that chi- that lady from Dynasty whose daughter, India, yeah. kept like saying, don't save me. I don't need to be saved. Catherine Oxenberg. Yeah. So India is the girl well, in this other show. I really don't have any reason to be talking about it because I have not seen it. But apparently you get more of her perspective. And I guess if when you watch this, not only is it no longer ambiguous about whether this guy deserves 120 years in jail, but it also does not make Mark look too freaking good. And Mark Ooh. Mark was the guy that had all the footage for the for the documentary we watched. And it shows you how different a documentary can be by who is the one doing it. I but, get you. I, you know what, though? When I was watching The Vow, I had that thought. I thought, is he making this to I get himself good? Yeah. Because all he says, like, oh, he was like the vice president or something mm-hmm. of it. And he was... He was in it for like 15 years. Yeah. And so all of a sudden he's he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. So there's I'm no way this guy that. didn't know it, you know, is what I'm hearing. So I'm really interested to see him gotcha. look not great. Yeah. Hmm. The consensus is we we it's like the two fire festival things, but yeah. they're both good, but you yeah. really need to watch them both. And and the vow. Is coming back for season two. That's ridiculous. Yeah. What more could what they is have left? to say? <laughs> I started watching it. I didn't get very far into it, though. It's hard to get through that first episode. Yeah. Because it's just a lot of um, context. And But if you can get through that first episode, it gets good. You get to see all the sex and, and branding. No. <laughs> no. So, well, that was fun. It was. We did it. How far, how long is this episode? Uh, We're just a bit over an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. I had to talk about musicians or actors that became musicians. Oh, we're cutting all that out. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a thing. 
<laughs> oh, but that yeah, that does remind me. Uh, Jesse shared the source of those dancing yeah. videos. Oh, the yeah, the, you the talked about man. previously. The and old man right. dancing to the same song every. He every has play. shared the Black Betty Pamela before, and I agree that is a great one. What man when that it guy is. when that guy comes in. That's the, the best. That kills every time. So if every you have five time. Minutes, if you have five minutes to kill on YouTube, there's a great video. Yeah. Every time. You know, it's like, it. yeah, it's like old guy dancing, and it's always just the lead up. And then when the song hits, the other guy swoops in. And so it's <laughs> he's it way kid, more was, animated and big. It was the like the kid rock one, so it's just bah yeah. the bah the bang and then <laughs> and then when he gets to my name is Kid, the guy jumps in and the other guy starts going. <laughs> So we get the old Black Betty, like they they time it so perfectly. That's great. That, I mean, if that could be a job, to just add songs to that video, I hope whoever is doing that should just retire. Do that. I'll patronize that account. I I probably don't want to know what they make for the patrons. Actually, well, I don't want to see them all. I just want to see Jesse's picks. So. He starts in a thing. I'll give him a dollar a month just to pick the right ones for me. (laughs) So, again, we thank all of our patrons uh, for supporting us. Just a dollar a month gets you access to the video of these Zoom calls, which Cliff has been putting on YouTube. It's an easier format than Facebook, right? Yeah. So, But it's not public. They're not public videos, so you still have to pay that dollar to get the link um, in order to watch them. But um, it is if you want to watch it up, you know, being on YouTube, we can put it up on our television now or watch it on our phone rather than just watching it through Facebook. Yeah. You mean they can see us in HD? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you you get uh, these videos. So yeah, you're not getting yeah these. You might see a any patron there might see the link to YouTube, but it's not going out to everybody on YouTube. So right. you're still getting the exclusive content yeah, of our four faces, and you're getting access to the Facebook page where you can drop videos of old guys dancing. Yeah, what's your favorite video? Send it to us. Uh, you're getting access to polls. We've done trivia nights. Yeah. There'll so be another trivia. Of- I I'm I won't say I'm working di- diligently, but I would like to try to ha- I'm going to try to have a trivia game ready here in the next couple weeks. So maybe while I'm on vacation, we can do a trivia night for patrons. So yeah, sweet. Let's do it. So we thank you for anyone who has patronized us or anyone maybe thinking about it. We would very much appreciate it. And we will be back very soon with a brand new episode. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Michael Access Easton. <laughs> That's not a great... You, just, you, didn't over, you, you need to think about that one. <laughs> uh, uh, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show kapow the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com if you really want to go the extra mile please sign up to be a patron through the podbean app or our website www.udownwithkpp.com to receive special content and early access to some episodes we are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute but please know that most of our content will always remain free so please continue to like comment and share <laughs>